Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 75 of the Okie OK Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Josh Unruh. And this week, our guest is Thomas Barzak from Norman. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thomas, well, tell us, okay, you've got a brand new fantasy book out. Yes. Tell us about your book. What's going on? Thank you. It's uh, called Mouth of the Dragon. And it published by Perseid Press, and I'm very excited about it. It's coming out February 10th. Uh, the uh, Kindle pre-order is already up and looking good, and the trade paperback and everything's going to come out February 10th. It's uh, epic fantasy. Uh, it's a little bit dark, but redemptive. Uh, it's a story of about a, uh, a prophet named Kalos, and uh, uh, the prophecy he serves stops working for him, and uh, he... Uh, it's a struggle for him to uh, fight this, the dragon, which has been chasing him for a very long time. And uh, he is uh, trying to fight it, but he's also got this prophecy working against him. And uh, it's, uh, it's a good book. Is this your first book? Second novel. Second novel. Second what was novel. your first one about? Bale of the Dragon. And it's uh, uh, actually comes right before this one, but mm-hmm. uh, we wrote this one. I wrote this one uh, to essentially be a standalone, right? though technically coming right after the first one. How long did it take you to write, write this? I started on this book probably about four years ago and oh, uh, um, took about three years to write it and then the whole process of publishing and, and everything else. Josh, is that about normal for, I mean, what, how, how long does it take you to write? I'm, I am not a fair comparison. I write stupid fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and because uh, do you, do you, you usually write and then you go back and edit like a lot, right? Is no, that, is not that really. Okay. Not necessarily. I mean, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of uh, writing techniques do you implement um, well, the, I think the How first... How do you one, find the time? There's the <laughs> ultimate question. I, I okay, write, if it takes three years, that can be a good answer. <laughs> um, I learned to write 15 minutes at a time, essentially. So you, mm-hmm. so you almost got, do like those, like what they do in NaNoWriMo, yeah. where they do those sprints. Sprints. I write like screenplays. Oh. And I write very brief, and then I go back, and then I, uh, what an agent once told me, paint between the buildings. And then mm. I go back and I build it up and build it up from that point on. But I've learned to jump around with multiple story threads and, and uh, uh, character lines and, uh, and build it up from there. And, I, uh, I would assume that would help with writer's block. Because I know a lot of people does. like to write very linear. I do. I personally mm-hmm. like to write linear. And then you just go, I don't know what to do. And, but if you jump mm-hmm. around a little bit more when you're inspired with certain characters yeah. or certain events, I guess that would help a lot. It takes away the excuse of writer's block. And that's, <laughs> that's what I had to do. And when I, was, uh, when I started writing, I had to learn, because there's a million reasons to not do it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's run into that. And uh, I just, if I'm going to do this, I've got to quit making excuses. And so I just learn to write 15 and I'm kind of jumping around anyways all the time the way I think and the way I see things so it was that what part was easy the hard part was being able to just sit down for a few minutes at a time Mm -hmm. and be able to write down that conversation or that paragraph or that brief description then I can come back later and, and embellish it or build it up later, and my headphones are falling off. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I, I never tried that before. I think that like, that's one of my problems is that I will do. You're right, Nick. Yeah, I'll get to a point and I'll start running. Like I have no idea where to go next, and I've got an idea what, what to do in like 20 pages, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what to do right How now. How to get it from A to B? Yeah. yeah. And so I never thought about just picking it up and just from there, mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll we'll connect those two those dots later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you have to, and you have to have an outline. You have to have the structure to it you can't just jump willy-nilly but uh it's uh it uh, it works it works interesting very interesting i don't do that 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, that's you write, how you, you write know. straight through. Yeah, I just write straight yeah. through. But I mean, most of my most of my entire prep is a scene list, so I do know exactly what scene comes next. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't always I don't always know what's going to happen in that scene. I exactly. Last Nano Rimo, you were you thought up like a whole new character, and then you're like, no, never mind, <laughs> and you got rid of him. Um, no, I had to go back. That's that may be the editing that you're thinking of. Yeah, that I. I realized about two thirds of the way through that I needed another character. Yeah. So I just started writing them as though they'd been there the entire time, and I fixed it in the first two thirds when I went back through. Uh, yeah. See, I, my my I guess my my problem is that I write all all morning. Uh-huh. That's what I do for the for the morning show, and so and I write during the day. And I, when I get done, I don't want to write anymore. Uh-huh. I just want to sit and watch television or read someone else's stuff. I think that yeah, would right. be much more enjoyable. <laughs> Um, so, so you, you, you said you do screenplays. Well, I write like a screenplay. Okay. I write like screenplay. And, and to me, it's kind of a movie that's already written. It's a story that's mm-hmm. already done and I'm just getting little glimpses of it. So I just write down what I see and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then I can go back and what I really had to learn, I had to go back and I had to fill it out and fill it out. And I'm always jealous of people who can sit down and write, you know, I wrote 5,000 words today. I wrote 10,000 words. I've just, that's not been my experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bits at a time and you build it up and you build it up and you tie it all together. And the wonderful thing is when you're writing from different points of view, which is one of the vehicles that I use, especially sometimes even the same scene, you'll, you're, it's almost like going around the campfire and everybody's seeing something slightly different. It really allows you to get into their heads. Yeah, and, and also the, you, can, you don't have to know much about the scene. You just change it from who's telling the story. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, what, what, yeah, what, who inspired you? Why, why did you decide to do fantasy? Well, um, I think just writing the book thing was called kind of a bucket list thing. And for fantasy, um, honestly, there was a, I didn't like most of the fantasy that I read. Um, and that's not being critical of any other authors. There's, it's, uh, there's a lot of wonderful stuff out there. No, that's my job that's <laughs> on this show. Thank He's you very much. He's a negative much. one. That's not true. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's, there's Sorry. a lot of tropes and there's a lot of stereotypes, mm. and it's not very deep. And I don't see a lot of depth and weight in fantasy. Oh, and thank you. I have to write something. I had to write something with some depth and weight. And uh, there's a lot of stuff. You know, you write what you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and for me, I had a lot of stuff that I had just a lot of allegory in my books. And uh, um, I had a loss of a daughter and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a lot of death and rebirth. And it's not literally I'm tr- not trying to do that, but it just I had to write from that point and from that source. And um, and. So that's what I did, and I didn't want to write about elves and dwarves and gnomes and pixies, and um, which are fine, no, that's, but that's just yeah. not. You're grinning at me. I don't either. That's <laughs> it's uh, it's just overdone, it, and, it, and it makes you. It can make it could have made me a lazy writer, and I, I didn't want to be a lazy writer. I can write elf, and everybody's got that, but that doesn't makes it lazy. I completely yeah. understand because me and Josh agree <laughs> on this. Uh, there are certain tropes and certain cliches mm-hmm. in books. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest thing that I cannot, I will put a book down as soon as I read mm-hmm. it, if this happens, is if they've killed the mom off. Mm-hmm. That is a huge yeah. Yeah. Well, so cliche thing. I and don't need is, to bring any superhero comics to <laughs> that's you. That's right. Because yeah. like Wheel of <laughs> Time. I mean, I know they're yeah. great yeah. books, but yeah. Very first uh, beginning. Uh, a lot of people uh, love them. I'm going to give them. That's a much better way to say that. I'm going to give it that. A lot of people love those books, but the first book they talk about the mom being right. dead, and maybe sure maybe no. the hero's better off because the mother wasn't there. Sure, he's and a hero. Like, he's an orphan with a destiny. No, it's he a has a dad. Yeah. His dad's there. You said orphan and with I a destiny. Reading. First thing I thought was Superman. No destiny. 
Well, I just, you know, I'm just, there are so many comic yeah. books that, that are orphans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't understand that, honestly. Like, I get it in fantasy right. because it's a lot of a. It's an emotional trigger. They want, well, they also want to do a lot of the, the Joe Campbell hero's journey stuff, mm -hmm. which is right. just like untether them as quickly as possible so that they have to go out and come right. back. You know, like I get it in fantasy. In superhero comics, I'm always like, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> yeah. This is so weird. I get it for Batman. Nobody else had to have their parents dead Superman. to get to where they're at. He still has parents. No, that's true. But I mean, his biological, his biological parents, parents died. Had to die. But hey, so did like 25 billion other Kryptonians. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're special snowflakes. Yeah, but like Hal and Jordan, it, and I mean, there there are so many. Sure. Other... Why is his dad dead? No, there is no explanation. No. There's no. Yeah. yeah, it's nonsense. Parent killing is a big. big well, there, there's got to be other ways to do it. Yes. What I did with my writing yeah. is I had my character be raised from the dead, and that's how he started. Right. Now, page that's one. Start from zero. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And it worked. But yeah, so like there's certain tropes and cliches and things that happen. I wasn't allowed are... to ask you how many elf words per page you had. None. 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 See? No elf I words. I knew what that's why I brought it up because once yeah. you said that, I was like, I can comfortably bring this up and get the answer as zero. This is a safe zone for that. That's right. So <laughs> where where is your where is your book set? Is it is it uh, is it still fantasy world? It's it's a um, fantasy world. It's a world I made up. It's just called mm -hmm. the Pale, and um, you know they don't really know any more than we knew back right, then what exactly. we were on, and that's when I think it's fantasy that drives me nuts. They they have this idea of a, a world beyond their village, and they really shouldn't. Most of the people. Um, they don't have the internet. And um, <laughs> so anyways, it's just... Wizard it's, internet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, some of them have that probably. But it's... Uh, internet. You know, no, I'm just thinking. Just yeah. thinking. Thinking out loud. <laughs> but anyways, um, so there's this history that keeps getting repeated. And, and one of the things I wanted to explore was this idea of, of, of dragons. And, um, you know, to, to a medieval peasant, um, most... A dragon was as much real as this microphone is or these, you know, anything in this room, right. you know, though they never saw one because it was in their head. And the dragon was evil. The dragon was Satan. It was whatever it was to it. But it was real. It was tangible. And um, so I really wanted to write about that head game. And mm -hmm. so there's this dragon of legend that it's more spiritual. It's kind of like Legion. It can jump in a thousand people at once or in you or in me, and it's in everybody all the time. And um, and what that would be like, but still have this tangible manifestation that they're trying to avoid and chase and hunt and, um, and, and just get into the psychology of that. And that's what a lot of my writing's ab about and a lot about, like I said, death and rebirth and and the closest thing I have to an elf, are these, this, it's, the, it's part of a series called The Prophecy of the Everune, and there's this race called the Everune that's really at this point is just still legend. Um, but essentially they are people that became so good they separated themselves from everybody else. And, um, and the, the, in the next book, we'll, I'll actually get into them a little bit more, but there's some of them that stayed behind and some of them that stayed behind to help the just normal folks. And um, and that's the closest thing to magic. It's kind of a spiritual magic that happens, but but not necessarily elf, more evolved type of, of person. Yeah, that's and I wanted just, to yeah. I wanted to show that diversity in that culture, not by just stamping elf or dwarf on it. But right. these are different countries, these are different natures and different cultures. Any more that if someone in Italy suddenly went to France, it'd be like going to Elfland for them in mm -hmm. our world. 
and uh, it wanted it. To, you don't have to have all that to have the the mystery, the exoticism, and everything else. And I got to play with languages, and I got to play with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure when the Vikings invaded England. There was, I mean, it, this they could have looked like a totally different race. Just yeah, you all don't need them. walking into your yeah. You don't need you know, all that. A dwarf, that you've got plenty this. monstrous. Yes, yes, yeah. no doubt, and 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 different, and and no matter what, it's gonna it's gonna look different enough. And yeah, you know, I like the idea that we're 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 going from almost obviously it's not medieval, so I don't want to say that, but but that idea you don't have telephones, television, right. you know, so all you're gonna know is is beyond your not nothing beyond your village. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it. And even keeping time, you were talking mm-hmm. about time. It, you know, back in the Middle Ages. The only way to keep time, they had no years, they had no calendars, they had no clocks. Look over here. Morning. Yeah. Yeah. Noon. Noon. <laughs> yeah. Remember that Night. summer when so and so broke his leg? Yeah. That was when to, this when something happened. Exactly. Or that year we had that horrible winter. Mm-hmm. That they it was not, you know, thirteen twenty two. Which is what we know now. Yeah. We, we 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 judge by calendars and by yeah. time and they wouldn't have done that yeah. at this time period. I love that that idea. One of the things that I didn't get into it in these books, but I actually address it in a short story I wrote. Uh, uh, the idea that everybody in fantasy has twenty twenty vision, and I'd be yeah. I'd be dead. I've got yeah, attached retina and glasses. I'd be dead a long time ago. And so I wrote this short story, and it's not about this book, but it's in a book called Dragon Eaters, Heroica Dragon Eaters, um, and uh, wrote this little story called Forge about this little girl who is going blind. And trying to, from a writer's point of view, try and describe how she saw the world oh, wow. when she can't oh. see more than 10 feet in front of her clearly. Mm-hmm. Though she wouldn't say, boy, I can only see 10 feet in front. She would just describe things differently. Mm-hmm. Things oh, yeah. would look misty. Things would look whatever. And, and really trying to get into that. And it was a beautiful story. And it was challenging as a writer. And I want to do that more um, and, uh, in, in the years ahead. But that's something, you know, again, there's a million things like that. Uh, there's a book I read, uh, this, uh, I, won't, I won't say the author because the books are good, but he's got the hero right before his mom dies. Um, he goes, <laughs> he goes into, and this is allegedly at medieval times, and he goes into to his dresser drawer and gets a pair of socks. Well, they didn't do that. And immediately you know, by page 10, I'm out of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it you takes know, you out. Yeah. And just there's lots of things like that that you have to pay attention to. I think a lot of in fantasies, we get, we get lazy. Just it's, it's it's very easy to get, especially when you talk about uh, the fact that every hero is perfectly healthy and quite capable of making, you know, jumps of Full 20, 30 of feet and running, you know, mm-hmm. uh, forever. Uh, yes, just, yes. Just and, healthy teeth yes. alone. You never <laughs> hear about the, the hero with the abscess tooth. Yeah, healthy <laughs> teeth and great eyesight and great hearing. And that would be a good, that's pretty good. That's how you open up and that's how you hit. That's that's his parents don't die. He loses his rotten tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to do heroic stuff because my face doesn't hurt all the time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Took away that toothache. Yay! So tell us what. So what else do you? What do you? What are the kind of tropes do you kind of try and stay away from in your book? Um, I think some of those are the big ones. I think uh, um, again, how 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 the characters see the world. Mm-hmm. How they see it, magic um, and and wizards, uh, I think, are another easy one to fall behind. Um, and I do have wizards in in my books, but I really like the uh, um, Howard's uh, versions of wizards in the Conan books. Mm-hmm. Um, you They're don't, all awful. Yes. Well, you don't you don't see them pulling out their bag of spell components. And I grew up playing D&D oh, yeah, yeah. and no, everything else. And that's not D and D. No, yeah. it's it's in their head. You in the you're in the room with them. 
and they're in your head. You're in the room with them, and if you live past it, you've got to go do something to cleanse yourself mm-hmm. because there's just there's something about them. It's a tangible. It's it's evil, and that's the kind of wizards that I wanted to have. Right. And it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about them. It's a power that's unspoken that they just. They need to die. And it's not just and, shooting yeah. fireballs. It's unclean. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. I mean, I, I always wonder, because I've been rereading Conan mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to my child. Yeah. Awesome. They're great bedtime stories, Make he tough. said sarcastically, because then he doesn't want to sleep. But, yes. uh, <laughs> no. It is, I, I mean, I know you get a very uh, particular point of view in Conan stories, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so are they all bad guys who have sold their soul and whatnot, or is that just Conan's got a point of view? I mean, you know, yeah, you want yeah. you wonder these things. You want I wonder these things. <laughs> yeah, and also I think you're right with the Conan. It's also his point of view. Magic is wrong. It's because it, to him, it's all about steel. It's mm-hmm. all about strength and using any kind of thing that's not Trickery steel and strength. Or, yeah, yeah, that that's just that's wrong. And so from his point of view, yeah, everybody every. Person who uses well, magic it's also, I mean, the other part of that, though, is that you're like, oh, yeah, he sure does have a some kind of horrible alien that he's tortured, locked in his attic. He's a bad guy that was, I mean, yeah. you know, so sometimes it's like, no, that's not a point of view problem. He's a bad person. But, yeah, it's. Well, that's the funny thing, too, is you're writing about the bad guys. And yeah. I've, I've caught myself really trying to be careful not to get caught up into that tropes, you know, in terms of one dimensional bad guys. That's very easy to do, and, and that's so very easy to do. Mustache twirling of, uh, is not allowed. And it's challenging. Genres. It's challenging, and uh, so that's something on this book that I, on Mouth of the Dragon, that I really tried to kind of get into. And one of the main point of view characters is one of the one of the biggest adversaries in the book, and uh, and the choices that she makes, and and how that you know unfolds. Wait, 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 wait! wait. The bad guy's a girl. No, one of them. One. One of them. There you go. We st- we have a villainous. I'm so I'm pro villainous. I know you don't get very many of those unless they're like hypersexualized villainesses, right? And I I don't like that a whole lot. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. I'd rather not. No, it's just best. I don't. But uh, but you also do other things. You said you're a painter. On top of that, yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm an architect. I'm an architect by day. I design a lot. I design public schools, and um, and that's a lot of fun. It's good work, and I enjoy doing it. And then uh, I uh, uh, paint as well. Yes, I saw some of your paintings on your Facebook page. I, I Facebook, oh, yeah. Facebook creeped you Sweet. a little bit beforehand, and I really your art is really very nice. Thank it you. has a lot Thank of texture. You. I really like it. I quit painting for 20 years, and I just started up again. Really? About, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, man. Uh, I, that's uh, a long time to put something down. It is. And in fact, that's tied back to my writing because I quit. My painting got so dark, and I was just at that point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. struggling artist, figuring out where I'm going, what I'm doing. This was long before architecture, and I uh, I, I just I had to stop. Mm-hmm. And so I quit doing it, and um, it took me a long time. About two or three years ago, I started just illustrating stuff and mm-hmm. doing paintings that way and that's my first try back into about oh, about four years ago and then a little over a year ago i was like no i want to go back and find my voice again with mm-hmm. my abstract work and um so I'm, I'm i'm actually hoping to uh in about a couple weeks here uh take some time off and then um take about a week and just do nothing but marketing mm-hmm. and painting oh, and and set up uh, a uh, um, 
I'm so low tech. Uh, <laughs> what would it be on Instagram or something? I like set mm-hmm. up, set, start putting my paintings up there and spread it out oh. all over the past Facebook. You definitely uh, set up some when shows. You do that, and, yeah, sure. Yeah, my my wife does landscape paintings, mm-hmm. real, realism type landscape mm-hmm. paintings. And I keep trying to get her to do like fantasy landscape. <laughs> so so what what makes it a fantasy? And I said you put an extra moon in there. It, <laughs> Okay, so third grade teacher, first, drop acid. <laughs> Look out a window. Yeah. Paint and what you see. Paint what you see. <laughs> but I just, it really is, when you look at a fantasy type setting, it's just, you know, it's an extra moon or it's just something so yeah, fantastical yeah, something that, that, but she does these beautiful, and mm. they're not real. It's not like she goes out to a landscape. Right, and right, right. It. It's just all coming out of That's her mind. Beautiful. And so I said, you could yeah, just add another do, moon. Yeah. Just add another moon. Some or, centaurs. You know, make, make the sun an a elf. different color. Yeah. Or just, you just know. An elf. Just so, an elf. So, so, <laughs> so some wreck, wreckage of a spaceship. Boom. It's fine. Ready to go. Fantasy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, and I thought we, we could just go around to the con- conventions and just sell those. Because her paintings are just amazing, you know. And you're right. I think you could put them on Instagram. You could yeah. put them on yeah. Facebook. But she's really talented. I just keep trying to get her. Well, I hope thing. she does. To just add a centaur or something. <laughs> dang. Dang. Just do it. I don't know if she it. can do figures, though. Gosh, or, dang. I don't know if she can do figures. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that would be easier, because if you messed it up, you could just be like, that's how centaurs look in this world. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Relicense. Because <laughs> I've, I've always... Oh, they, they do that in, in, like, uh, uh, what is that? The face-off show? They, I they love actually, that show. I do too, but whenever they show somebody is like, they, "Oh, that's not a that's not a uh, cyclops," and I'm like, Who are "If you? it only has fantasy. if it only has one eye, that's the only requirement." That is the only requirement. Only but, requirement. But there was they, they they had the one eye, but they were like, "Oh, but that doesn't look like a, a cyclops," and I'm like, "Oh, really? <laughs> show me, <laughs> show me the picture right. of the cyclops that I'm not matching up to." And I understand <laughs> that when you do a movie or something like that, you want people to recognize it immediately and know what it is. Sure, sure. Just right. use the one eye. But yes, like I don't understand why this is a <laughs> tropes. Well, it is. It is. It's falling. It's so easy to fall back into this just this rut of, of mm-hmm. writing in, in any kind of genre, but any especially genre. fantasy. Yeah. Well, there's just so, so many in fantasy. I think that's the so. Big deal. What do you ever notice yourself veering towards tropes or yeah. cliches, and then you have to be like, no, stop it. <laughs> writing the bad guys is the biggest challenge, really? for me, and, and 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 even the good guys, and and making things a little bit more gray and not so black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's the challenge. And, 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 and I had really, I think the way I tried to do it, I guess everybody can tell me if I was successful or not after they read it, but the dragon that I write about, and it's just, it's, it's, uh, I had to really look at what was evil and what was this thing, you know, instead of just, you know, killing people and something like that, really what it was. And I really came back to this idea of selfishness and and greed and lust and those sorts of things mm-hmm. as as you know as as kind of fallbacks, but how that would those were its virtues, and um, and that's and 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 I don't get into so much how it got that way, but those are the things that it pursues. And so from its point of view, it's almost like a love, and for the main character, it's trying to possess it and it loves it and it wants to possess him and and do all these things this dragon does, and, and that's the way it talks to him. And the dragon talks to him in d- many different forms as a voice in his head, as the ghost of his father, or as, you know, this, this tentacle uh, dragon form that it takes. And, uh, but I really tried to get into that part of it and, um, and, and try and redefine, you know, what that is, what that is. 
Do you worry also, I mean, one of the reasons why people write these fantasy novels, the elves, the dwarves, mm -hmm. the great heroes, the, the typical villain, is because you know, they sell. Mm -hmm. um, do you worry that not writing a typical fantasy will uh, gets it harder to, for people to want to pick up the book? Does that make sense? Well, I know it does. It doesn't even worry. I think it's just a, a fact to somebody. At some point, I think as a writer, I've got to decide, or anybody who does it, your goal of doing this, and everybody would like to sell a lot and make a lot of money and everything else. Um, but at some point, why am I doing this? And mm -hmm. am I writing this for the story? And I, and maybe this is the arty farty part of me, but, um, I believe the story is already written. It's my, it's kind of like a privilege that I get to tell it. Mm -hmm. And if I were to change that story that's already written, that I'm getting a little window of that my muse shows me and everything else that I would, it would be dishonest and it would come out dishonest and I have no business doing that. And I, I can't do that as an artist, as a writer. And that, that's a funny thing too. I think that a lot of writers don't see themselves as, as artists. They see themselves as craftspeople. But, uh, you know, my mom weaves these beautiful baskets out of pine needles. They're phenomenal. And, uh, and uh, if they're an art gallery, the gallery they'd sell for a thousand bucks. And mm -hmm. she was selling them for like 20 at the little you know, <laughs> craft fair. I was like, mom, you know, it's all. And, and, and uh, I think writers do that too. And I've, I've given a talk, this similar talk several times to different writers groups and clubs. And, and, and I asked to start, how many people see themselves as an artist? And maybe one out of 10 will raise their hands. But you're as much an artist as a, as a, as a, as a ballerina, as a sculptor, as a painter. And I think when it, it raises the level of what you're doing and the yeah. responsibility of what you're doing when you see it that way. I think it's a much much better way to look at it as an art form because mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 that that gives you I think a little bit more freedom then. I think so. To to you you don't you're not you're not if a painter wouldn't try to paint, you know what Da Vinci did, mm -hmm. they would actually try to paint their own thing. Mm -hmm. They would try to create their own thing. And I think as an art as a writer, you'd want to do that too. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I find that like with with the thing you're working on right now. Uh, Josh, um, yes. it's so very different. I had a brief like deer in the headlights where I was like, which thing are we talking <laughs> about? But now I'm, yes, the, the thing the mask, we talked about last week. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so very different. Um, and and the, Josh is doing more of a serialized thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's coming out in almost like. I've done that. It's episodes. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's great. It's something I've not seen, especially in this style. Um, so it, it really does give you a little bit more freedom. You say, I'm an artist. I am not just doing what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. It's almost like performance art mm -hmm. with this installment thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, was, it was for me. Yeah. We wrote the, the my uh, co-author and I wrote the first story all the way through. Um, and we're currently working on the, and, and we're now wow. publishing that. And yeah. we have had discussions where it's like, gee, I wonder if the feedback we get on the first story will impact the second story. It might not because of the weird thing that we're doing. Like uh -huh. it's looking at different, it's not the same characters at all sure, for one sure. thing. We'll get back to them, but I mean, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but it is that whole like, hey, that last one was completely in a glass bubble where mm -hmm. we didn't have to entertain anybody but ourselves. Boy, <laughs> I wonder what if what they say will affect the the rest of it. Yeah. Probably somehow. Sure. I mean, it's well, you know, it's really interesting to say that because uh, this is me being young. Sorry, guys. 
but uh, fanfiction.com, you kind of installed that way. Uh, when you would write fanfiction, mm-hmm. you'd install a chapter at mm-hmm. a time. Yeah. And a lot of times you would get feedback where they're like, I don't like where this is going, or I like this where this mm-hmm. is going. And it would actually inspire you or go, yeah, you know what? You're Because you're getting these critiques mm-hmm. live, mm-hmm. chapter by chapter. And so, yeah, so it's very similar to, to that type of situation where it is more like a performing art, yeah. where you're getting feedback and critiques from your audience as you install these chapters and that that goes way back from my high school years mm-hmm. and that's like 10 years ago but it's i mean i remember going okay they don't like this and they're right about it or they don't like this and they're they're totally wrong because <laughs> you know some you got to realize some of these mm-hmm. are 12 year old kids critiquing yeah, your work sure. but they're still that's your audience when you're mm-hmm. seven, 16, yeah, 17. yeah you're on fanfiction.net yeah you're on fanfiction.net I mean, for a reason yeah and yeah. but i learned so much that way in my writing style from having a chapter by chapter critique of but it's my super audience. atypical from the way that you have to think about a novel right. i mean a novel yeah. really is like under glass yeah. there's mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> you know i mean especially and i'm not sure about um yours but i mean a lot of fantasy novels are huge yeah so i mean that person could not be doing it i mean even if they really wanted to do it that way right it's not really feasible it's just it's many, just a different it's just a whole different it's it's, a, it's right around a healthy 300 so oh, it's it's it's, it's, right. it's manageable it's, it's manageable. not yeah like i said i i do have the book on reserve on amazon oh fantastic so i'm excited to read it yeah. especially fantastic. after all the, the conversation we've had and when you talk about feedback i i was i was thinking as as i've, I've done performance i've done mm-hmm. plays and mm-hmm. and and things like that and and you work really hard for this show and but you don't know until you get it in front of an audience yep. yeah what you've actually got and yeah. and sometimes you you especially if it's a comedy you get so used to it and the first time you hear the laughter you're like oh that's right this show is funny <laughs> i had totally I've, forgotten that hey no that's a real thing it is yeah when i hear my wife like reacting to something mm-hmm. and i'm like are you okay yes i'm just reading the thing that you wanted me to read and i was like oh thank god it works <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reaction i wanted exactly yes. wait are you laughing at the right okay great (laughs) there's a handful of of authors that have made me react out loud when i'm reading a book Mm -hmm. and especially in in fantasy and uh um, jim butcher's got a a codex hilarious series i just i I love it i think it's fantastic and uh he's one of them who did that and just wow you know there's Mm -hmm. i don't even remember what the scene was but i caught myself reacting out loud to it because he's just that good of a writer Mm -hmm. and uh so I'm the same way. I don't react very much. Like if I'm by myself, if it's a normal human nature. If someone else is there with you, you'll react in accordance to them. But if you're by yourself reading a book or watching a movie, you're not going to react the same way. Because I can watch a comedy and not laugh once. Go, yeah, that was great. It was really funny. But I probably would have laughed a lot more if I was in an audience mm-hmm. or something. Like, you know, when you go to the theater. But there's only one author who mm-hmm. has been able to make me laugh like, it's an audiobook, and it's actually a self-help book. John Acuff's mm-hmm. uh, st- uh, do-over is the. So was it laughing on purpose? It was because like was it the way at you were with you with with you because yeah. he he had lost his job uh-huh. and everything, and he made starting over so comedically easy. Yeah, yeah, and so it was like, yeah, I can start over. I can do this again, mm-hmm. you know. And it made it it made it so lighthearted, and I had the audiobook of it, and he narrates it. So mm-hmm. I love when the author can narrate. Oh, their that's books. nice. That's, yeah. that's, that's, it makes it that much more fantastic. But he is such his the way he words things, and he does it on such a. I'm kind of in between a millennial and generational X, and so like I'm in that middle, and he uses 
our language. And mm-hmm. so he's, it's just the funniest book, but it's such, it helped me out so much. And it was the only book that I've ever read where I was like physically laughing out loud. And then I was like, here, you have to read this. It's so funny. I've been making everybody in my house nervous this week, laughing out loud at a book. So Uh-oh. like there's a whole lot of what, what is wrong? It's just the book, you guys. It's fine. It's just the book. Well, that's a good question, too, when you're talking about what are you looking for as a writer? What are you trying to do as far Mm -hmm. as selling books? And is it, again, is, and every book's different. I don't think one's right or wrong, but I think as you write, as you kind of, kind of own what you're going to do, is it to simply be entertainment? There's some books I like reading. I love reading all the Star Wars books that are canon now, just so I can get (laughs) all. I've read them all, too. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's entertaining for me. It's, it's light. It's not deep. Sure. I like that. Um, you know, for me, what I, you know, when I write, I, I don't, you know, I, I want, there's some point I want to grab you and I mm-hmm. want the reader to have some sort of reaction. Cause one of the things I can't stand with, whether it be pop music or with writing, will there be like sad lyrics and a happy melody? It, it's, they don't go you together. You better be yeah. doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like yeah. you better be yeah. doing yeah. something now, really specific. Now I'm not talking about old that. blues cause it was, that was a different animal entirely, but you know, it just, it's one thing I never liked. So it's like, if I'm going to paint something sad, I want you to look at it and weep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and otherwise I'm not doing my job. And, and not, not everybody likes that though. Yeah. You know, so it just kind of depends. And that's where, you know, writing in terms of fantasy as a vehicle becomes challenging. And, but it's, 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 it's worthwhile, I think. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's some, sometimes uh, books can, can get me to, to t- tears. What I love is the, first off the laughter when I can actually yep. be reading something mm-hmm. and laugh out loud. The second is that shock moment mm-hmm. where I'll actually like, be reading ah. something and go, <gasps> yeah. and just totally throw you off. I, I love that mm-hmm. moment. That's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite moments in, 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 re- in reading a book. Is that, and, and Stephen you, King, I think, is one of my favorites yeah. to be able to yeah. do that. The, the walk away. The, Sometimes. Has anyone ever experienced the walk away? We yeah. have to physically walk away yeah. from the done book that, and that, just that, be like, I, I've actually had I a book a where I, I threw it across the room and, <laughs> and not because it was bad. No. It's just, I, I was so upset that the author had gone this direction. But they had you. I think the Statue of Limitations is over on the Harry Potter books. So like when Fred uh, died, uh, when Fred died, I yeah, was I just like, I, I did the close it, walk away. I was like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't read anymore and then i picked it up and started and started reading it but. yeah I, I there were a couple yeah. moments in harry potter spoil a couple that, more yeah. harry potter things so i can oh keep not reading it i'm just kidding <laughs> dumbledore dies dumbledore dies right yeah they had to replace him in the movie it's, right, it's fine yeah. snape when, when was Harris not died. a bad guy so if you bring someone Disagree. down in a book do you have a responsibility to bring him back up if you're no. writing, if you're writing, it depends on where you're going. Uh, as a huge fan of noir, hell no. <laughs> I mean, that, that's Leave really down the and point. Kick them you, yeah, yeah, you you knock them down and mm-hmm. kick them of while course, they're there. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fa- fan of Jane Austen novels, mm-hmm. and that is the most notorious: kick them while they're down, kick them while they're down, and then surprise, there's somehow it works out. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's yeah. my type of novels that I like. With like where you where you in the crap and you're. Yeah. You don't seem it can get any worse, then it gets worse, and then it gets mm-hmm. worse again, mm-hmm. and then it gets worse again, and then somehow it manages. There's a wedding. There's a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's how I feel about Shakespeare, too. I'm the same way with Shakespeare's comedies can be very dark. His, yeah. sh- his comedies can be very dark, mm-hmm. but it always ends with a, you know, something happy at the end, something right. you know, to where you go, oh, well, Twelfth okay. Night. Some yeah. closure. Yeah. yeah. There's closure. At that the wasn't end. a comedy. Yeah, at the end it was. It's fine. It, it was. They got married. It's okay. <laughs> they retroactively changed everything that went before it that it ended with a wedding. 
but uh, uh no i i notoriously like to end my stories very open-ended mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i let the reader kind of have the conclusion yeah. also i'm really bad at endings mm-hmm. so it's a good excuse for me listen you can't say both of those things together <laughs> yes i can well no i mean you're like if you're bad at endings pretend that you're bad at endings on purpose don't tell us both of those things <laughs> no but i also but my history is in fan fiction so mm-hmm. Those open uh, endings to me left left it open for me to do what I wanted want with it right. when I, as a high schooler and so like that's one of the reasons like I was a big fan of anime surprise surprise and a lot of their endings are very open ended because the anime would catch up with the manga and so they would have no idea what would what <laughs> would happen yeah. and so they just kind of end it yeah and mm-hmm. so it left me just to be able to do whatever I wanted with these characters right. and. Uh, again, with the villains, the cliched villains, mm. normally they don't have a lot of motivating, realistic motivating backstory. So that was one of my favorite things to do was give them a proper motivation mm. <laughs> for being evil. Kill off their mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kill off well, other every, 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 What is it? Every, every villain They're is a hero in a their destiny. own story. Every villain is a hero in their own story. Yeah. So, you know, and I, so again, the reason I, I love going about Shakespeare, um, the, the, Shakespeare writes three-dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the villains uh, Iago has an absolute purpose for what he's doing with Othello it is not that I mean although he considers him he does uh, well, Don John considers himself a, a villain mm-hmm. in, in Much Ado About Nothing but he's not he has a reason for doing his things right. um, no one in, in Shakespeare is truly a villain just because they are, mm-hmm. they're humans and, and, and so whenever you write great three dimensional characters your heroes are going to be flawed mm-hmm. and your villains are going to have a, have some kind of reason for doing the thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Not the, what did you say called the mustache twirling? Yeah. yeah. No mustache. <laughs> twirling. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you must pay the rent. I can't pay the this rent. This is actually one of the reasons that, I mean, uh, like comic book, comic book reference. sin about to be committed that I, that I find Joker, one of Batman's least interesting oh, yeah. characters. Cause it's like, why are you doing that thing? I mean, unless it's really funny, then it, and then you feel bad about yourself for laughing. Now yes. that is proper Joker. The rest of the time it's just like, I'm murdering children. Yes, we we get it. You're why are you murdering? You're yeah. the bubonic plague. We yeah. get you're it. A, you're a horrible, horrible thing. Yes. So yeah, but that's why I think uh, so. Many of the other, if you've got Batman trope, the, the villains, the villains that do kind of cross over Catwoman. Um, there's there's a couple of other uh, villains that uh, Jason Todd. He's on the cuff of. I'm perfectly fine with characterizing him as a villain forever. Mm-hmm. Sure, He's, he sucks. He, sure, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's not turn this into Josh's Batman opinions. Yeah, we'll be true. here all day. That's yeah, sure. We could go on forever. I have a few. <laughs> Do you about Batman? <laughs> yeah, one or two. One or two. We don't want to hear him. We don't care. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I real quickly, I want to move on to something because we've actually make announcements now. Yes, I can, make, can an make an announcement now. Oh, is it? Since it's, it's past It's six. after time? It's, it's 6.06 now. Yeah. Uh, not to exclude Tom on this, but it's officially announced. Super BitCon is having Mark Summers on as their special guest this year. Uh, that's delightful. <laughs> so if you were a fan of Double Dare growing up, mm-hmm. or well, I can't remember whatever... I know he's on Unwrapped, but I can't remember what was his other show. Wait, he has other shows? What Would You Do was his other show. Yeah. And I don't remember that one. But Double Dare. But I love Double Dare. Double Dare is the only yeah. important one because 
I always want to stick my hand up that nose on the physical challenge. <laughs> That's not when where I, I thought that sentence out. was going. <laughs> None of us. Knew. I wasn't sure where it was that's going, but that's not where I thought it went. I but yes, the nose yeah. was not what I would have doubled Mark down. The Summers. giant nose, and you got to go down the slide you into the, the slime, slime, and, and you got to find the flags. You got to find the flags in the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. 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 And if you remember last year, what did we do last year? We Jerry? also had you done. guys did. You guys did a on the stage the game show game show yeah. reenactment of last last year's Guess Bill guests Moore. show. So, so I wonder. Do you think that there might be a live Super Bitcoin double there? I have a non-disclosure agreement. Well, draw your, <laughs> draw your own conclusions, gang. Remember what she said about not wanting to finish. Yeah. <laughs> she has left it open. Open-ended right story. story. And then, and yeah, then Mark Summers stuck his arm up a giant nose. Nose. Yeah. <laughs> what did he pull out? <laughs> the end. <laughs> dun dun dun. So yes, yeah, so congratulations to. Uh, Super, Super Bitcoin Con. for scoring such a big name. That's final great. weekend of April. Yeah, got their on Facebook my birthday. Up. On my birthday, That's yes, right. the RSVP event is up. If the official RSVP, there is another one circulating around, but do not join that one. Yeah, well, Okie Geek will be there. I don't know how or why or what we're doing exactly, but is we it a will be there. Scheme, the other one that's it, floating around. It's promoting a not Super Bitcoin podcast. Well, the hell with those guys. Yeah, look <laughs> out. I don't know who they Drop are, but guys. I just know it's not the official SuperBitcon oh. RSVP. Have you, so. have you had the pleasure of SuperBitcon? I have not, but I will be there. It's yes. it's pretty. It's awesome. Pretty spectacular. Sounds like it. Yes. And Thomas, you talking about? We were talking about how conventions are starting to mm-hmm. kind of blossom here. Yeah. Uh, it's been pretty amazing. Have you have you been in Oklahoma your whole life? I have. Yeah, I grew up here. Okay. So you've seen the changes that have happened <laughs> since we were kids. Well, I'm missing out on a lot of it because I'm seeing it changes. I mean, I've, but I'm kind of grown up and I'm trying to, re, I'm trying to reconnect, <laughs> trying to reconnect over this last couple of years. And, and my kids are getting old enough. I can, you know, I can. Your kids are probably around my kids' age. Yeah, yeah. The so. oldest is 10, oldest is 13. So. Yeah, my, yep. my oldest is 10. I yep, like just. to pretend that that's why I'm still plugged in, but that's not true. No, no. I, <laughs> I was going to be here anyway. I, he's, my, my son's just long for the ride. Yeah, see, I'm going through my midlife crisis, and that's why I have gone back to the, the <laughs> geeky stuff that I did when I was in high school. I don't uh, need the fast car. I just never left I just, it. I, 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 <laughs> just been there I just keep time. doing it. Well, I, I did. I did because, I, because it wasn't cool for yeah. a long time, and so you had to grow up and watch football, and it was like, ah. Uh, I've been teaching my kids D&D, so. See there you. See, see, that's how. That's actually how I found Thomas. Was I've been hanging out at Luton XP a lot, uh-huh. and DC was showing yeah. me your poster, uh-huh. and I was like, "Is he local?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Is he like from Oklahoma? From Oklahoma, or is he just here for you know reasons?" Because <laughs> we try to keep, we can try to keep it local here at Okie Geek, and um, so and is he, he was on like, the witness like, protection for, for, other for other reasons? Why else would anyone come to? That's right. <laughs> so, was he born and raised? credentials you know <laughs> either you're a native or you're on the witness protection <laughs> listen i can't think of any other reasons either you grew up here or there's no reason for you to be here i don't yeah well it's the a great it, it, it really is a great place right to truck breaks yeah. down like well all right it's like it's grapes of wrath in reverse <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> yes we're gonna stay here but yeah but we're actually uh having loot next p not oh decora are we are having next week yes Next week? As long as we're making announcements. Let's do it. Let's do the it. The Okie Geek podcast will be, l- well, live. We will be there ready to talk to our peoples yeah. at Decora down in Bricktown 
right next to uh, the movie theater. And we'll be there from 11-ish to 1-ish, something like this, for a certain amount of time. There will be an Okie Geek lunch special. That's awesome. Ready to go. So come by, say hi to us, and check out Decora, which is now uh, completely decorated in like Tokyo Pop. It's all very like giant, colorful robots and and monsters. And all the superheroes are named Nikki, 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 and Nick. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> that's probably actually how it worked out and I've never been sadder um, that like the scene in uh, my group, big fat Greek wedding Nikki Nick 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 yes yeah I don't know yes it's it's a funny scene yes it's a funny scene well we'll all just have to take your word for it they're all named Nick they're all named Nick at any rate, there will be a uh, there will be a Facebook event mm-hmm. invitation going out to any of you that like our Facebook page. So uh, either go look for that event, or if you like our Facebook, we're going to invite you to it anyway. Mm-hmm. Come on out, mm-hmm. have some delicious uh, like sushi, Japanese fusion cuisine. Talk to us about nerd stuff. With the decor being around there, odds are good I'm going to have something to say about Sailor Moon That's or true. Pacific Rim. Ah, or Kaju. yeah, I mean, see, there's there's some options. There's, there's plenty options. of stuff to talk about. And and also while we're making announcements, Okie Geek now has a Patreon page. Yes, we do. I just decided I'd put that together. <laughs> <laughs> In the free time. And I did well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, patreon.com uh, slash Okie Geek. And uh, very simple. So if you're. Interested in Patreon? There may be unexpected surprise things for mm. the patrons. Yeah, that's how that, I do that, it. That yeah. that we'll figure out. Well, certainly, and and <laughs> well, and then what, and one of the things we do actually have is, is if you give a certain amount, you know, we can uh, we could also we could have people on, we can have their questions on, we can we can make them a part because we want this to be. Interactive. We'll record voicemails for you. Yeah, I'll just say my name a lot of times. Nikki, 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 and all the different spellings of it. So I guess really that's only interesting to you if you like that big fat Greek wedding movie. <laughs> but you're gonna or be if you've been following my campaign to name one of the sushi people Nikki. It's been a whole internet it's the campaign. Saddest, it's the saddest thing. I messaged everybody and it was like, tell them this. Okay, have thing. you seen? Have you seen? The, well, you you just as we recently discovered you, you recently yes. discovered yes. us. So you yes. may not have seen it. Like Decora has three sushi themed magical girl superheroes in their mural like on their uh-huh, windows uh-huh. and they were having a <laughs> twitter campaign to name them and while while i for one am sitting back and thinking very hard about cool superhero nicknames nikki's just like let's name them all nikki and that's probably what's gonna happen <laughs> and then i got the internet army involved and- I, s- I still think Shameful. angelica eliza and peggy would have been so good yeah again like i'm not against that but it's Pretty inside oh, it is. baseball, it is. and we need to. We would have needed to come up with a, uh, with like an Aaron Burr themed octopus joke for the bad guy. That would be fantastic. And that nothing's coming to me, man. Like yeah. Aaron Burr themed octopus joke. No, nothing. Dead in the water. Yeah, it's dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, wow. <laughs> That's right. Be a guest on Okie Geek and just have Nikki. P- there you go. Your voicemail will be Nikki Pity laughing. <laughs> you could have, uh, Aaron Burr uh, Octopus, you could have him singing eight for it. See? <laughs> Watch out. I am a big believer in puns. 
That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. And by the way, have you yeah. heard that Hamilton is coming to Oklahoma City? That's yes. Right. Let's, as, long as, we're, as long as we're announcing everything that is interesting to us. Yeah. No, it was hilarious. Because I am tied directly into Friends of the Show, uh, Vinton Bain and Robbie Herlocker, I knew... As soon as it happened. Yeah, yeah, like it just kind of got into the into the thing. And over the next 24 hours, both parents, you know, it just like trickles in <laughs> yes. from all these places. And I was like, I've, no, I've known for a whole day. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Well, because what happened, I'm I mean, it, 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 into dropped, it. <laughs> it dropped and then the, the newspaper started running it. And of course, they're usually a day sure. late. So, and that's, that's how I found out about it. It was just dropped from the Tulsa just world. Clink, and then, clink, the clink, 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 and my, clink, my mom is me. a member of the, uh, she's, she's with the civic centers, uh, so, so we will have free first picks when those tickets come out. Hey, When's me, it coming? So we we don't know yet. We in the, in, the 18, you mean in this room. I'm going to try and get as many tickets for us as I, as I can as oh, I possibly can. So you might mention we know these really semi-famous internet guys who do a Hamilton podcast. Yeah, been on the show a couple times. I think it'd be great. Definitely. I think it'd be great. I think we all need to go as a group. I think it'd oh, be that'd fantastic. be fantastic. So we need to have another. Uh, there aren't any new Marvel movies coming out. What are you crazy? There's Anytime like three soon. of them coming when? out this year. I, don't, I haven't been keeping tabs on in it. In about a month. I've been doing and super big con month, stuff. And then in another month. So well, like I'm super I'm out of the loop. exaggerating this much. Yeah, just a little bit. But yes, we've got Guardians 2, Spider-Man 7. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. I know, I know it's not. It's a reboot, but it's let's still. Let's disavow it's Amazing Spider-Man 2 already. It's still the seventh one in like We'll have 15, to do an Okie Geek years. for Gar- Guardians. Do an Okie Geek meetup for That's going to be a good movie. Guardians is going to be good. And then they've got um, uh, Thor 3. That, oh, that's the one I want. Mm, I love Thor. I know you hate it. Shut up. No. No, he's looking forward to Ragnarok. Are you? It's going to be. You, you always trash talk on the first one. Because the first one's terrible. No, that's where I got that's my That's not motive. fair. That's not fair. I, 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 it's just super boring. It's not as good as it could have been. Certainly. Uh, You're absolutely right. Yeah, because, hey, let's do a big giant fantasy story, obviously, right? Obviously. And then put them in the desert for an hour and a half. <laughs> that sounds riveting. Yeah. It was. It, let's fight giants. Never mind. F it. It's Nevada. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and make some references to Dr. Blake and whatever. And, and, yeah. Here's some fan service in the desert. Anyway. Anyways. No, props, props to Thor for having one of the few memorable Marvel villains. Dude, right? Loki, man. <laughs> Name another one. Loki, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, there's Thanos. Oh, no. Not yet. What is he? Doesn't done anything. I don't know. Anyway, all right, it has all slightly right. nothing to do with what we're talking about, you but only, only just like a little fraction of it. I was at Luton XP, which we're going to have on the show because I absolutely love oh, yes. these guys. Exci- yeah. Absolutely love these guys. And there is a, car, a board game slash card game. It's cards that you turn into a board because you lay them out called Odin's Ravens. Oh, yeah, I've seen cool. Have you played it? I have not played it. I've seen it. My kids absolutely love this game. Like, it's a two-player game, and you are Odin's Ravens, and you have to go through these different planes mm-hmm. and stuff, and you have cards. And Is that Mugen th- and Hugen? Is that right? Listen, I can't pronounce things in, in ancient Norse. It's something like that. It's thought and memory. I'll just go ahead and translate those for there you. you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but they have Loki cards. And like that's the only reason my, I even got my kids to play this game was because of the. Do they cards. look like Tom Hiddleston? They do look a little bit. They have like the long black uh, well, hair yeah. and nice. like the high cheekbone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> high cheekbone, nice hey jawline. Hey, longtime listeners of the show, Nikki has a type. Yes, she does. 
<laughs> yes, she does. Cheekbones with which you can butter bread. Yes, and if you've oh, got a Vetch and Tom Hiddleston. and if you've got a wonderful baritone British accent, that <laughs> probably would help too. <laughs> also helps. You guys so know me tune, so well. T- <laughs> tune into Nikki's uh, Twitter as she tells a uh, uh, Doctor Strange and Loki make out fanfic uh, in 144 <laughs> character increments. We don't do slash fiction. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Anyways, oh, oh gosh! On that note, we gotta go. Uh, <laughs> now I'm gonna I be disappointed right. if I don't get and that thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tom, yeah, really. Thomas, where can people find you? Where yeah. can people find you? And all the books and all yes. the because you because you have lots of you said you serialize some things and yeah. lots of short yeah, yeah, stories yeah. and um, www.tombarzak.com. Um, we got a website. You can also I've got a, a uh, author's and page on Amazon. It's B A R C Z A K. Yes. So that, there we go. Yeah. I want to make sure that people if we're gonna look up that. B-A-R-C-Z-A-K. And um, the best way to get my work would be on my Amazon author page, um, which is just Tom Barzak. And um, you can find all my stuff there. There's a bunch of anthologies I've written with Perseid Press who are publishing Mouth of the Dragon. I'm also on their website. Um, if you're local, I've got two book signings coming up scheduled oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for um, February the 18th at uh, Full Circle Bookstore. And then I've got the release party for Mouth of Dragon. The official one is going to be the 25th at Luton XP in Norman because they're awesome down they there. There's, awesome. Full, there's only one full circle, and that's the 50 Oklahoma Pen City. Place. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, the 50 Pen Place. And then I'll be speaking at a writer's conference, and I wish I had the name with me, in Muskogee uh, around the middle of March. And uh, if you're in that area, uh, there's about three other authors, four other authors, and uh, we'll be having a little one-day-long writers' conference up there. Oh, really? Wow. Cool. So that's really amazing. And so, but you've got a calendar on your website, yeah, at uh, tombarzak.com that people can go to. Right. To look uh, all that Facebook stuff up. pages where I update pretty regularly, daily. So just Tom Barzak on Facebook and uh, look me. That's up. where I found him. T O M B A R C Z A K. Google him. You'll. That's where I. There can't be that many out there. Yeah, there's a bunch way in the northeast of America, but not in Oklahoma. Not in Oklahoma. Not in Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma on that I'm Google, it. and that'll pull it up. So, yeah. Good deal. Awesome. Fantastic. Good and, times. And we're going to be at Decora next, next Saturday. Next Saturday, February 4th, over the lunchtime. Come see us. Have the Okie Geek lunch special, you guys. That's right. Uh, argue with me about my uh, Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Mercury OTP. Yeah. Hey, if you've got something to talk about, comics and stuff we can also just come on in and we'll just talk or video to you games that. yeah no we'll talk games. about all that stuff but again because the, the, mass effect is coming out march 21st and i have plenty of things to say i have about been that. seeing some videos some some pictures of some of the oh doesn't the, it look fantastic you know, oh my god oh my god looks amazing and of course we got switch coming out i'm still waiting for nintendo to send oh, yeah, me my switch that thing i forgot about this one. <laughs> yes nintendo switch new uh new zelda link coming oh out. and i went to go see the zelda thing the symphony last year yeah, yeah. That was awesome. amazing. I mean, just it was just watching the video game while a live orchestra and live chorus. Oh, was, really? Because oh, you don't nice. usually think about. This is a bizarre and, time that we live in. And <laughs> you're, you're looking back at them singing, and they're just there. There's no obvious words. It's just oh. they're vocalizing, vocalizing yeah. word, you know, sounds because it's Zelda, yeah. and so yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> That, we'll we'll let patrons we'll let Nikki record that <laughs> to be your uh, your your chat alert. Hey, listen. Hey, you. Hey, listen. That's very good. That's creeping me out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Disapproval. 
So that's going to do it for our show. Uh, again, you can find us on our website at okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And Nikki, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? People can find me at Retro Robinson or on the Facebook page. That's Which we'll be sending out an invites. Invites. To Decora. To Decora next week. Mm. Josh, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter talking about my Sailor Jupiter, Sailor Mercury OTP at Joshua Unruh. Also, uh, anyone who heard last week and hasn't checked in on Masks and Mysteries can find that at patreon.com slash Pulp Diction Press. It's going to... Second issue is about to come out, you guys. That's right. And JoshuaUnruh.com. You can also find him there. That's right, but you can't give me money there. That's why I sent you to the <laughs> picture. <laughs> I know, I know which side my bread's buttered on. Thank That's you right. very much. And again, we are also on Patreon. We can find us at Patreon.com/slash/OkieGeek. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Thomas Barzak, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson, and I'm Joshua Unruh. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. <laughs>